Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. Time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Sainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my broom bones and sisters. Greetings, greetings. Ah, uh, John, my my favorite Cretan. <laughs> Glad <laughs> we, to be back. We need to do uh, some more traveling together. Yeah, we do. I recall very fondly our our trip to uh, Australia for oh, the yeah. uh, for the conference there. Yeah. yeah, we we sat on the plane together. Mm-hmm. We suffered in the L.A. airport together. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. 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 Singapore is awesome, too. Singapore as well. I really enjoyed Singapore. I'm so glad you could go and do that with us. Me, me too. That was yeah. a good time. That was another oh. good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was so hot. If they could just move it like up to the Arctic Circle, I think it would be nicer. But you know, Well, speaking oh. of the Arctic Circle, um, I'm, I'm planning Sweden again in March. Oh, you are? I love, love it there. And I love the, the, the people are wonderful. I think they're yeah. they could be nicer than the uh, people from New Zealand, which is saying yeah. a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think people in Sweden are nicer than anybody anywhere. Well, you know, it's because they're brewing people. That's right. Well, and that's the thing; they are their brewing scene is exploding, and the quality is climbing like a rocket. And I think a good part of it is this conference I do in Malmo, Sweden, in March every year. Oh, yeah? And this will be the third time I've done it. Now, I don't go anywhere three times. <laughs> you know, I am. Yeah, usually really... you don't get invited back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're right. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, for some reason, they've invited me back a third time. I think you should go to that one, John. I mean, really, I'd like to, yeah. It is, it is fantastic. And it is such a well-run conference. I mean, these guys, they, they got it dialed in. Um, you know, the quality of the information, the presenters, and, you know, just the whole focus. In a day, you gain more in a day there than I think you gain in most conferences in a week. Mm-hmm. And then there's an amazing beer festival after, and it's it's just fantastic. So a Malmo, Malmo uh, craft beer conference i think if you googled that in english or in swedish you'd probably get it and it's the whole thing's done in english so okay. you have to worry that it's all in swedish if you're in the uk why are you not getting your ass up to uh, malmo you know you fly into copenhagen it's like a ten dollar flight and then it's like a thirty dollar train ride and you're right there a thirty dollar fifteen minute train ride and a ten dollar flight that's that's europe in a nutshell Anyways, yeah, I would I would love for us to uh, travel some more. Yeah, it would be fun. I, I'll put it on my calendar and see what I can do. All right, all right. Um, I'll tell you who else I like traveling with. Our good friend John Blickman. 
Indeed, yeah. Always fun traveling with him. He's a good guy. He's well, and you know, we were talking about Tahoe in the last oh, yeah. show, and uh, our good friend John Blickman. He went out and uh, traveled with us, and uh, it was a blast. He's it was. he's he's quite the uh, interesting person to sit and have a beer with and talk about whatever it might be. Yeah. And he has a mind that is very Always problem innovating. solving. Yeah, yeah, always, always suggesting possibilities and problem solving. Yeah. You know, so you could talk about whatever. You know, you could talk about you know the NFL, and he would just like, oh, okay, we <laughs> have some innovations for them too. Yeah. Um, but well, I'm uh, going to be doing a brewing class with him in Indianapolis in November. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we're going to do one of the uh, BYO boot camps out there. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh huh. He and I are doing an all day session on. Uh, yeah, uh, it, you know, all grain brewing techniques. Nice, so nice. We'll be demonstrating uh, the the whole all grain process, and it'll be fun. It sounds sounds like a blast. Well, I'll yeah. tell you if you, if you if you would like to uh, chat up Mr. Blickman and tell him uh, what you do or don't like about his products, what you do or don't like about the show, uh, email him at uh, feedback at blickmanengineering dot com. I suggest just. Telling him you appreciate that he pays for the show. He doesn't really control the content or the the fact that we are uh, a pair of idiots here. Um, <laughs> but you know he's he's putting out some cash to uh, make sure you get the show for free. So if you enjoy it, uh, spend some time on their site BlickmanEngineering.com and tell uh, John how much you enjoy uh, the show at feedback at BlickmanEngineering.com. All right, um, we have with us today a guest in studio, uh, uh, my uh, friend uh, Luis uh, Castro from. Uh, he's he's opening his brewery here in uh, Martinez, the former right. location of the uh, Hop Grenade or the uh, the uh, Brewing Network. Yeah, oh. was in like just spitting distance. From where the uh, hop grenade, or the, I keep saying hop grenade, uh, where the brewing network was, the studios were, mm-hmm. it was like an archery place. I looked at that place to to move Heretic to, and now you're oh, you've yeah. grabbed the reins by the horn and tell us about your tell us about your brewery. Yeah, so we are located in Martinez. We under construction right now. Um, there's a lot of stuff that needed to be done at the building before it was uh, yeah, available yeah. for leasing. So we were able to get this building at the beginning of the year, like around March. So we are in, in the whole constru- uh, construction right now. We're pouring new concrete. Uh, we're doing a lot of cool stuff for customers to be happy, having a couple of beers. Our equipment is arriving uh, in a couple of weeks, so we're going to start installation. And we're trying to open end of the year, probably early next year. Mm-hmm. We'll see how Good everything luck. goes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be contacting Jamil anyway. <laughs> it's tough opening a brewery. There's a lot to it. You know, people think, oh, you know, I'll just run a building and, yeah, I'll just drop my brew plant and start brewing. It's like, no, 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 no. Uh, you, you don't do anything with a building without, you know, permits and plans and lots of money. And, uh, yeah, it, it takes something. Yeah. It normally takes more money than what you budget and more time than what you mm-hmm. project. So Double or triple everything. Figure out the worst case scenario and then double or triple it. Yep. And then you'll be happy at the end. You'll be like, uh, it's like me with my my freaking kitchen. It's like, took forever. Luckily, 
I had already worst case scenarioed it, and I was like, okay, well, so we hit our worst case scenario. <laughs> so I guess I'm happy. Ah, uh, yeah. So, what kind of beers do you plan on plan on brewing? So I'm being into IPAs as mm-hmm. most of everybody, I guess, around. Um, now I'm happy to be here because we're going to be talking about those IPAs and mm-hmm. and the juicy, hazy IPAs that we love to. But I like to play with different ingredients too, mm-hmm. especially if we can mix some of the food ingredients in, into the beer. Mm-hmm. Like we've been working with a couple of restaurants doing a mole oatmeal stout. Mm-hmm. So we got mm-hmm. that one. We have like a ginger pale ale. Um, we have we we have a local roaster in Martinez that we've been doing a couple of beers with them. Um, mm-hmm. A coffee infused beer, even a, a blonde kind of a blonde style, mm-hmm. like a blonde ale, or a or, or a or straight porter with a nice coffee aroma and flavor. Mm-hmm. Yep. We just did a beer with a, a brewery from Mexico, uh, La Chingoneria. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> what? Uh, hey, la, chingo- my, la chingoneria. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm. Hey, my Spanish is horrible, but from my English, you would expect my Spanish to be horrible. <laughs> All right, I can barely speak English. Give me a break. No, uh, great guys. Um, and we did a collaboration using a piloncio and a mango from Mexico. And uh, we did about a 9% beer. Nice. And we're going to be packaging up here next week and sending like a pallet of cans down to Mexico. The USDA set the whole thing up. So oh, really? had a, a great old time doing it. It was a, it was a blast. Uh, the guys came up from Mexico, uh, Isaac, and uh, I want to say Ernesto. I could be wrong. Start with an E. I don't know. Um... <laughs> I can't pronounce my own name right. What do you think I'm going to, you know, how <laughs> Jam- I'm going to. Yeah. Jam- um, uh, no. So, yeah, in- ingredients uh, in beers, you know, food ingredients in beers is becoming really, uh, you know, that's where a lot of the innovation is coming from now, I think. And, and people so really appreciate it. What mangoes like? They're hard to peel, hard to eat. I mean, it's been tough to brew with. <laughs> Oh, John. Um, uh, as Luis mentioned, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, okay. All right. well. the the hazy IPA thing, the New England style or uh, Northeast style um, uh, hoppy beer. Why did um, you put mangoes in that? I mean, it sounds great, but you know, we have mangoes. Well, do, do we have one with mangoes here? We so, do. I think. Uh, uh, which one? Which, is that the mango one? This is the blood no, orange. No, it's the peach apricot and guava. The guava. Now yeah. that's the blood orange one. <laughs> no, um, so, uh, our, our good friend of the show, uh, Jeff Roach, uh, out in uh, uh, New England, um, uh, very lucky to personally spend uh, some time in. Boston and surrounding vicinity uh, are beers out there, and so I go out there every once in a while. And what I've uh, had a chance to do is taste a lot of beers in the area and meet a lot of brewers, and uh, Jeff's one of them, and, um, uh, you know, really understand 
the beer scene out there a lot more. I think when New England IPAs first started out being a thing, there were some really bad ones. There was there were some really good ones, but we weren't getting them out here. And we would get the really bad ones out here. <laughs> and um, I, I think uh, I think that put us all off on the on the possibilities of the style. But yeah. having spent more time out there, I've consumed a lot more of these now. Don't get me wrong. There's so many bad ones, but there are so many great ones as well. So there are some that are just outstanding beers that you would love this beer no matter what. You know, close your eyes, don't close your eyes, whatever. Great beer to drink. Now, what we're going to try and do with this show is uh, we've uh, Jeff sent us one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. 16 ounce cans we're gonna try and drink them all um it's seven different beers and we're gonna try and drink um uh and talk about the new england ipa style and how um you would um you know craft one yourself what what makes a great example of the style uh what's a bad example of style all that stuff yeah all right Let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we will be sampling, I think, uh, Congress Street India Pale Ale from Trillium. Again, uh, captured fresh and sent to us, uh, packed very securely. And then we've also got uh, the Heretic uh, Make America Juicy again, which I was actually canning this morning, and so I just grabbed one off the line. So there you go. Uh, We'll be back right after this. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all green brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All-Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high-temperature march pump, and either a top-tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new Brew Easy. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. 
Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Yeah, that's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection back to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like Wine guys, brew strong. All right, we're back. We're drinking a uh, Congress Street IPA from Trillium Brewing, uh, sent to us by our friend Jeff Roach. Uh, the description online, which Jeff kindly uh, provided those links as well. Uh, our flagship American IPA highlights a distinctive aroma of Australian Galaxy Hop. The nose bursts with pine, citrus, rind, melon, and pineapple. Pronounced flavors of peach, clementine, and tropical fruits are accentuated with moderate bitterness, balanced by a tight, biscuity malt character. The word biscuity, which I love. Uh, American two-row, uh, white wheat, C15, dextrin, dextrose. Uh, hops are Galaxy and Columbus. Um, we we had the side by side with the uh, heretic uh, make America juicy just because that's kind of like the only category that didn't know we'd have this many. Um, the heretic is uh, so the the uh, Congress Street is seven percent I think seven seven two seven um, seven two yeah seven two and uh, the heretic is uh, six five. The heretic we used um, Citra Mosaic, and I want to say in this batch Azaka. Azaka, real yeah, that's a tropical, most popular hop for that. Real tropical fruity. Yeah. All right. 
So my – oh, I was going to look up my definition of uh, New England IPA, which I wrote for somebody uh, was asking me. I'm like, I wrote him an email. It was very disjointed, and apparently I was drinking heavy. Um, let's see. And so it, it needs to be rewritten. Um, what I wrote was – he asked me, um, you know, what what is New England IPA? And I, I said, uh, a great New England IPA has haze mainly from the use of high protein and high glucan grains such as oats. During the brew process, the mash is louder in the boil. The brewer does not do the things normally done to reduce excess proteins in the beer, such as uh, adding kettle findings, performing a Vorloff step. This allows a lot of excess protein to be carried over to the fermenter. Uh, when the beer is dry hop, the tannins from the hops combine with protein in the beer to form a haze that can be difficult to clear. In addition, due to not using findings or filtering, there is usually some yeast in suspension as well. To make a great version, it's important not to have too much yeast left over. I've seen some beers end up with really chunky, uh, with huge amounts of flocculated yeast. The ideal profile of a New England IPA is soft, fruity, with just enough balancing bitterness to call it an IPA. If the beer is too bitter, then it isn't right. It should be. It shouldn't be bitter like a traditional West Coast IPA, like a traditional or West Coast IPA. Uh, soft, luscious, lots of tropical and citrus fruit character. I think the discussions about if it is so. One the question was: Is New England IPA just bad brewing, or or is it actually a style? And I said I think the discussions about it. If it's just bad brewing or not, it has to do with the wide range of quality in the products out there. While there are many fantastic examples of the styles these days, there seem to be uh, as many or more really bad examples. Just because a brewery makes a beer that is cloudy does not mean it is a good New England IPA. There is so much more to New England IPA flavor and mouthfeel-wise. It takes skill to make a great example. Brewery releasing a half-fermented beer and calling it New England IPA is what has hurt the style and promoted the idea that it's just bad brewing. So that's kind of my, my take on it. I think... It's pretty fair. Yeah, and, you know, initially, you know, we were getting those examples. We're just like, oh, my God, this isn't fermented all the way. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. now I think there's there's a lot of great ones out there. And like I said, I spent um, you know several weeks on the uh, in Boston and going around and, and tasting the things I could taste. And um, I'm telling you, there's there's great examples. And I think um, it is something. I think it is kind of like the wit beer of IPAs. So wit beer, you know, it has that. Uh, you know that cloudiness to it, that that haze to it. It's got a kind of a, almost a, a pillowy softness. I like to say, it's got uh, a, you know kind of a background sweetness, but you know it's also kind of balanced out. It's got a, you know it's got those fruity characters to it. Um, Here's I think, one question I had, Jimmy. Uh-huh. How does this New England IPA uh, compare to the white? IPA style of a year or so ago. Ah. Are they the same or are they subtly different? I think it's it's uh, related. Now, a lot of the folks who are doing New England IPA now, they say you have to use like, you know, uh, an English ale yeast. You have to use like a London uh, ale yeast. And that's okay. the only thing. The, the, the problem with doing that is I don't think it really produces that much fruitiness i mean if if you choose the right yeast um 
it will produce a British character. The, the, the ones that produce more character, I don't know that that is really complementary to the style of the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, if you choose the ones that are more complementary to the style of beer, that are cleaner, I think um, they flocculate so well and produce so little additional flavor. So what we're using right now is uh, Cal Haley's. And, you know, we're getting tremendous fruitiness. All right, so let's let's talk about the beers. Um, yeah, yeah. What, do you, what do you guys think? Let's, let's start with a pornographic uh, dildo, Stephen. Ah, my expert opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> uh, first off, uh, the aroma between the two, I got instantly a lot more fruitiness. Off of the Congre- uh, Congress Street, mm-hmm. and yours, uh, Make America Juicy again, I got a lot more herbal, like herbal. flowery hop character instead. Okay. Off the nose. Um, in mouthfeel, I feel like yours is a little bit lighter, thinner body, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, get, and I get some citrusy on Jamil's beard, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, definitely, yeah, like orange... Yeah, citrus. I get more tropical, actually way more tropical in the Congress Street. Hmm. And yeah. The, yeah, and the other bit different is the 172 and the orange 6566. Mm-hmm. So you definitely can tell the bitterness. Yeah, yeah, the Congress Street is definitely more bitter. Hmm. Um, yeah, as far as mouthfeel, not that far off. But I think the Congress Street definitely has a little bit more of a body. Um, you see, I get a lot more passion fruit and uh, tropical out of the colors. Almost out of the, out of the hair, almost exactly the same. No, no. One's one's quite a bit darker. Yeah. <clears throat> I think the uh, the Congress is a little bit darker. Yeah. yeah. I think my eyes are fucked up. Now you take enough loads to the face. You're right. Mess with your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta wear some goggles. Yeah, I get a lot more tropical out of the uh, out of the heretic. Uh, you know, I get a lot more herbal out of the... Uh, oh, so it's the other way for you. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, in, in taste or aroma? Because on yours, I, I get a strong, like, fresh hop herbal. Hmm. Well, yeah, it was, it was packaged today. Which might today, be because so. it was today. Maybe I was mistaking mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it smells like fresh-cut flowers. Yours does. Hmm. Uh, I get a lot more tropical. Um, but I would say I like them both. Yeah. yeah. Now, is there some reason to hate these beers because they're cloudy? <laughs> or... Because they they're not bitter and dry, uh, so the west the, the, one of the things on the west coast we've come to appreciate and you know an exceedingly dry, crisp, um, bitter uh, IPA, and right. I think that this is almost the exact opposite. You know, it's not as crisp, it's not as dry, it's right. not as bitter. You know, and um, I think that's one of the reasons that, uh, you know, people had, you know, poo-pooed it, uh, you know, initially. But I think there's something there. 
I, I think yeah. it's a I think it's a really good beer to have. Um, I don't think I, I will have like two or three beers of the same one. Mm. I probably definitely want to switch mm-hmm. from a mm-hmm. hazy IPA to to a different type of beer, especially after the second one. I think there's something to be said about that too. Totally, uh, you're saying that it, it's not dry. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and there's a lot of the thing with these the, is the biscuity, almost almost coffee like in a way in the uh, how it, the Congress Street. You get almost like coffee a in, almost in like in a what slight way? coffee hint. You get the the biscuity malt, and you get almost almost there's, oh, there's like almost a kind of a coffee like aroma. That drying bite. Yeah, kind almost of like a coffee your... aroma as well. Hmm? I can yeah, I can see what you're you're saying. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, very interesting. With the black coffee bitterness. It's more bitter than um, some of the examples I've had in uh, Boston of this beer. Mm. So this this one seems a little bit more bitter. So I'm not sure. Mm. But I think this is what I had. Maybe I had Melcher Street. That's the next one that we're, we will go with. I think we should... Melcher Street this. I'll I tell you this. If you were in uh, anywhere around Indiana or anywhere around the, the interwebs, if you have a computer, um, you can... Uh, Taylor, Jesus. I'm sorry. I can't hold myself. Um, you could go to uh, greatfermentations.com, and I bet you they could hook you up with all you needed to make a great New England IPA. Um. All right. So this one is Melcher Street, which is a Galaxy Double Dry Hopped uh, IPA. That's good. Definitely Galaxy Double Dry Hopped. So how would you characterize the flavors here? I mean, are we talking, you know, no malt, all flavorful hop? No, no, no. no. Know, flavors. Um, or? Like I'm saying, in, in the uh, in the Congress Street, there was um, uh, a biscuity, a biscuity. Uh, yeah. character to it, and um, so the flavor um, balance is is not West Coast, you know, where it's all hop, no malt. Right. Right. Uh, it's more balanced. You get a. You get a. Um, uh, you know, you get grain character in um, the beers out in the West Coast as well, but it tends to be, you know, a base malt, light, um, you know, grainy, uh, slightly biscuity type of thing, um, mm-hmm. you know, versus uh, this is, this is, you know, it's got some color to it. This is got probably six uh, SRM. Okay. Um, which the double dry hop Melcher Street comes up as a double dry hop version of Melcher Street. This amped up American IP heavy dose mosaic hop, spicy resinous herbal uh, burst, tart citrus, tangerine, clementine, uh, both flavors under ripe melon, cantaloupe, rind, and pineapple, gentle bitterness, biscuity malt character. 
two row, white weeds, two fifteen, dextrin destros, uh, mosaic, and Columbus. So. I do not want to suppose for the brewer or say anything that is uh, totally incorrect, but I'm guessing that uh, the uh, Congress Street, they take a portion, they dry hop it with the Galaxy, and they call that Melcher. It seems like exactly the same recipe with just dry hopping it. And nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know. It's just one of the things you could do, Luis, when you get started is you brew a 30-barrel batch of something, split it into two 15s, and one of them you, you extra dry hop, and one of them you leave. Call you a know. different name, target yeah, two yeah. different customers. Right. Yeah. Well, and you, know, you tell them what, you know, what the difference is. It's not like you're hiding anything. It's like, well, no, in this beer we've, we've done this. Taste the difference. You know, try, you know, try both of them. You know, see which one you prefer. And some people love one. Some people love the other. Uh, for me, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, let's take a vote here. Taylor? On the Melcher? Yeah. Would you prefer the, the Melcher or the Congress? I'll go with the Melcher. I was waiting for him to mm. dig himself a grave before you spoke up. Sorry. <laughs> so you'd be like, okay. I'll, I'll go with the he, he uh, do, he does this. Budweiser. It's, it's normal. <laughs> I'll do the, the Budvar. Um, see, it's more complicated than that. Like, if, if there's one I had to drink. <laughs> Which of the two do you prefer? That's the only question. I like the Belcher. Yeah. Luis, you like the Melcher? I like the Melcher as well. Yeah. I think it's a lot it has more a complexity in it. Yeah. You get like different layers in the beer. I get grass, mm-hmm. yeah. I get like earthy tones, but I also get a lot of herb, like herbal. Um, this is real, real herbal. Particular. I can't put my finger on it. It's really annoying. <laughs> there's one, there's this. It tries to escape your finger? It's trying to leave my finger. I can't get it. I don't know. I won't be able to think of it. God damn, Taylor. I know. I need to expand my vocabulary. All right. All right. I just know words like yes and no. (laughs) Well, you know who knows the word yes and no. Who's that? I would have gone John Blickman or Great Fermentations, but mm. I've already used them. Have I used Great Fermentations? I talked about Great Fermentations, didn't I? Not this, yes, show? Not this, ep- this I did. This okay, he knows. Yes. John's probably the most so- sober of all of us, yeah. John, um, <laughs> the AHA, yes, they have a great uh, application uh, for your phone, the Brew Guru app, which you can get. Uh, from the Google Play Store, from the iPhone App Store, all that stuff. And, and what it does is show you where, um, you know, you can get the AHA discount. The homebrew shops, um, uh, pubs, uh, you know, there's discounts on food, discounts on uh, beer, discounts on equipment. Absolutely got to check it out. And no, it doesn't cost you anything, and it's for free. Yeah, so it's your window to the AHA. 
Yes. And it's got uh, articles that you can read. It's got all sorts of great stuff in it. Um, well well worth your time to download the Brew Guru app. Uh, John and I both used it when we were in uh, Minnesota Yeah, uh, at the conference uh, for finding uh, great local places and uh, getting that AHA discount. John and I are we're, we're cheap sons of bitches. <laughs> we want our discount. We're frugal. We're well informed. That's it. We're well informed. All right. We're frugal that's, that's and well better, informed. That sounds that's a better. Yeah. All right. Good spin on it. There you go. All right. So uh, check them out, uh, and you can get it. Uh, like I said, at the Google Play Store, you can get it at uh, uh, the uh, Apple uh, App Store. It's all from the AHA, the the Brew Guru app. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we will be hammering through Headroom, Vicinity, Adult Human, and 200,000 right after this. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hey there, BN Army. Have you heard the latest at Hop Tech? Since Hop Tech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, white yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of Citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. 
21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We're having a good old time, and now we're drinking some uh, Headroom. Double IPA. 80%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're saying that's a double IPA and not a New England IPA, or just a... A double <laughs> New England IPA. All these are... Uh, exceedingly hazy. Okay. I mean, they pour like a glass of orange juice, which is perfect for the style. Mm-hmm. And uh, in your opinion, is that haze coming from yeast or coming from the uh, oats or wheat used in the recipe? Well, <clears throat> as the foremost expert on uh, the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pour myself some vicinity double IPA. Um, No. So here's what I hated about um, uh, some of the earlier ones and, and, you know, a very, uh, I guess, infamous uh, Twitter rant, uh, you know, that that nobody will let me forget was um, somebody poured me for $10 for a nine ounce pour uh, a glass of yeast sludge. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, all right, so like 20% of this glass is yeast sludge that I can't drink at $10. Now, hey, I I may be rich and famous, but I'm also a cheap bastard, and I feel like I got ripped off. And so it really just kind of irked me that somebody's pouring me this really half-fermented beer with a ton of yeast in it. I I just thought it was wrong, you know? Mm Yeah. but I do believe that some yeast in the style is, is good. Now, there are some early uh, pioneers of the style that uh, when you get their beer, if it's sat for a week, uh, you will find giant chunks of yeast like tofu in the in, in the beers. 
Okay. I think that's wrong. I think if there if you get this giant yeast meaty bitter bite uh, from the yeast, I think that's wrong. I think um, the majority of the haze has to come from the uh, you know the protein tannin complex. Yeah. I think that some comes from the yeast because you're not filtering, you're not fining, you're not doing anything other than you know waiting for it to finish fermenting. And then now you'll always get some you know petite mutants, some stragglers, and that's fine. Uh, I think it adds to body, believe it or not. I think it adds to um, you know a, a, a bit of bittering. Um, so we're talking about low low flocculating yeasts are yeah, typical. That, well, but see, the weird thing is, all these people, I, you know, going off on, you know, oh, you got to use the right yeast, you got to use, you know, the English alias. English alias flocculates like you wouldn't freaking believe. That's why it, it, it turns to like you know chunks of tofu in the bottom. Right. Well, some of them do, and then you have. Those are the uh, low attenuating English ale yeast. Then you have mm. your high attenuating English ale yeast that tend to be less flocculent. No, 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 no. They are all flocculent. Compare them to uh, some uh, hefe yeasts and uh, lager well, yeasts. Lager okay. yeasts um, tend to be not very flocculent at all. So flocculation being, you know, the... Uh, Agglomeration of uh, you know yeast cells together into a into a mass, right? Yeah. Where the mm-hmm. the um, uh, density well, increases and it settles out faster, right? Right. So um, lager yeast don't do that at all. So they're considered bottom you know fermenting yeast because they're just dusty all the way down to the bottom. The all the ale yeast and especially the British ale yeast they flocculate so well that they pop to the top because the co2 just lifts them up as a as a you know the co2 acts on this giant blanket of these things um but i'll tell you there there is not a british ale yeast of any kind that is this non-flocculent you know it 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 tends to clump together and, and fall if i wanted to make a beer hazy because of yeast, I would do as the uh, Hefeweizen uh, brewers do, and I would dose it with lager yeast at packaging because it's so dusty. Huh. Okay. Yeah? All right. Um, all right. Well, the reason I ask is when I formulated my recipe for uh, mm-hmm. how to brew, I used, um, I used both oats and wheat. You know, to vary the grain bill a bit and get yeah. some more uh, starch in there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I used, uh, I think I used, did I use raw, I used flaked wheat in the one. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with, a, a, if you're using a wheat, I would go with a raw wheat. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go with a malted wheat. Okay, yeah. Looks like due to availability, I went with the malted wheat on this mm-hmm. this recipe. Because malted wheat will end up in you know uh, you know the uh, starches and all that uh, you know uh, converting and yeah. right. You'll end up with a you know fairly clear beer. Mm-hmm. I think the you know the goal is to get more proteins into solution uh, to combine with the tannins from the hops and get a, a real nice haze. Mm-hmm. 
I will tell you, all these trillion bitters. Uh, we're doing Adult Human, which is a double India Pale Ale with blood oranges. I mean, just the uh, you know the appearance is is just beautiful. It, you know, it's exactly what it should be. It, it looks like a glass of orange juice. Mm-hmm. Do they uh, happen to quote what IBU level they're targeting? No. So one of the things we found at Heretic when we're making our Make America Juicy is no bittering hops. Okay. Yeah, that's how I did mine. Yeah. Whirlpool and dry hop. Yeah. And not a, a lot of Whirlpool and mainly all dry hop and 66 IBUs is what it measured out in the lab. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mine was mine was uh, less bitter. I was targeting 40. And yeah, again, no, you should just, definitely target less. Um, just the Whirlpool, if you if you leave your hops hot, you'll get a lot of bittering. Yeah. That's yeah. just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, wheats, uh, wheat, oats, um, some base malt, and then zero bittering hops. Uh, not a ton of you know water adjustment towards the bitter or the sharp bittering. You want a mellow bittering, as mellow as possible. And so um, a little bit of whirlpool hops and then a ton of dry hops, and that's it. Yeah, I can read you my recipe if you're interested, for anybody sure. out there. Um, this was for a uh, six gallon, uh, six gallons of wort into the fermenter. Um, the recipe consisted of uh, eight pounds of pale ale malt, uh, not Pilsner malt, but pale ale malt, uh, two pounds of wheat malt, one pound of Munich malt, the 10 Lobo Bond, and one pound of Simpson's Golden Naked Oats, the, which is a 10 Lobo Bond crystal type oat. Mm-hmm. And uh, so those, the, the idea there behind that malt bill is to get a little bit of residual sweetness into the beer, um, a little bit of uh, maltiness character from the Munich, um, a little uh, drier uh, malt character from the wheat malt, um, as well as the you know paler color. And then um, for the hopping, I did four ounces in the whirlpool uh, or you know st- hop steeping after mm-hmm. the boil, mm-hmm. uh, thirty minutes. Um, it was consisted of one ounce of Amarillo, one ounce of Belma, one ounce of Rewaka from New Zealand, and one ounce of Galaxy, and then dry hopped uh, after uh, after attenuation. Um, people have talked about adding the dry hops during primary fermentation for these styles. Mm-hmm. Um, I was traveling, so when I got back, it already fer- finished fermentation before I dry hopped. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did um, about three days of dry hopping with one ounce of Amarillo, one ounce of Belma, one ounce of Rewaka, and one ounce of the Galaxy again. So coming huh. out around 38, 40 IBUs. So a couple of interesting things. We did some side-by-sides with um, same same wort, same beer, same yeast, same pitching rate, everything else, same fermenter. Um, and... 
we uh, did pitching and dry hopping while fermentation was at certain points, and we did dry hopping like we normally do after fermentation is done. And when you added the dry hops earlier in fermentation, uh, towards the end of fermentation, before fermentation was done, you've got kind of a biting uh, bitterness, and it was unpleasant. Ah, interesting. I don't believe that that's the way to go at all. I think that okay. people are imagining, oh, there's some transformation of you know the like, hop oils like the and the yeah right. <laughs> I think that's a load of crap. Um, I you know somebody else who's done it side by side blind taste testing tell me um, that they got different results, but that's the results that we got. So I'd like to see people try that. Hey, maybe the. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. Who are the guys that do all the testing? Oh, Brewlosophy. Hmm. Brewlosophy. Have them test it. Try that side by side. I'm, I'm telling you, what we got we didn't like. Interesting. Now, you use kale ale yeast, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um... That apparently the whole issue of hop glycoside <laughs> right. is very strain dependent. So. Oh yeah, people will make up excuses for all sorts of things. Sure, uh-huh. right, right, right. So right. you know, just you uh, have to use a specific strain of yeast or any British strain of yeast. <clears throat> well, the, you have to use one where they claim that it had the yeast has uh, the hop glycoside reducing. Ability. Mm. Okay. apparently isn't one of them. Okay. All right. All right. Well, maybe that's the case, um, and then then I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I think there's there. I think your data is certainly valid and probably uh-huh. incorrect. Uh-huh. Um, I'm just pointing out there may be uh, situations and circumstances. Absolutely. Just like that. when we're talking about sulfur, different strains of yeast uh, handle yes. handle that differently. That's very um, true. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think uh, you know your recipe sounds great. I think uh, it's too low on the dry hopping. Mm-hmm. Um, we probably use ten times as much in dry hopping than we do in the uh, whirlpool. Oh wow! Okay, um, I should try and pull that up. If the rest of you could talk for a while, instead of just sitting there and being quiet. I could possibly pull this up. Uh, Taylor? Yeah, I'd like to hear what porno Steve Taylor has to say. Okay. What are we drinking now? Um, I just had the adult human and vicinity, both double IPAs. But did I... you drink any beer? It, it, oh, ha ha. Ha. Well, <laughs> well played. <laughs> well played. Um, yeah. Adult human. It's all right. Yeah. I think it might have something to do with the blood oranges it's blue brewed with. Because I think vicinity is just a straight double IPA, no fruit added. Adult Human is a double IPA brewed with blood oranges. I think it just lends to a... Does it have a, it have a bitter, pithy kind of bitterness? Yeah, or? yeah it's just too... <clears throat> It's almost a thinner body too. Like it's too much like oh, juice. Okay. It's too much like juice. It's it's so thin. Yeah. It's 
Yeah. I like my okay. beer more beer than juice. Than juice. Yeah. And yeah. this is actually yeah. very, very juicy. Almost too much. Well, if they use a proportion, uh, a significant proportion of orange juice in the in the recipe, that may have lowered the, you know, increased the attenuation and lowered the body. Mm-hmm. That could be that mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, and you can kind of tell by the, um, even by the color, too. Ah, okay. And when you let it settle a bit, uh, a couple things separate, separate out a bit. So, this is an older recipe. I mean, we change it every every batch at this point. Um, you know, we're talking about maybe ten to fifteen kilos in the whirlpool of various hops, and then we're we're talking probably double or three times that in the first dry hop, and then again in the second dry hop. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a shit ton of uh, hops. That would be for a 30-barrel batch. Well, and um, all right, so I think, you know, one of the things to do is is really to focus on uh, the citrusy tropical uh, hops. I wouldn't use anything that did not uh, lend itself to that. I think mm-hmm. uh, anything that is herbal, I would avoid. I think anything that is floral, I'd avoid. Anything that's spicy, I'd avoid. I'd go just for the fruitiest hops possible. And um, I would go with a, a high mash temperature, right? You want a lot of uh, uh, residual body forming and, you know, a thicker kind of uh, mouthfeel. Uh, for us, we use at least 20% oats. Okay. Um, I would not be adverse to somebody using up to 50% wheat notes. Go crazy. Hmm. Make it all wheat notes. Do you think I'm nuts, John? Yeah, I, I don't like that much wheat uh, oats in the beer. <laughs> the uh, Well, you don't, but I'm telling you to to achieve the results you want to achieve. Yeah, the very the very John, we, mouthfeel. We yeah. already we already determined you're a curmudgeon. Yes, that's true. I am old curmudgeon, <laughs> but I, but I've I've done some wheat beers with a lot of oats, a lot of flaked oats, uh-huh. um, and um, you know, a dark mild recipe, et cetera, et cetera. If you get too much oats, it gets this strange sweet flavor. Um, that uh, I mean, I was making a mild, granted, without a whole lot of hopping, you know, thirty IBUs, but. Um, there's definitely something strange about uh, 20% or 25% oats mm. in that batch. Um, I prefer it less, you know, 10, 10 15 maybe max. Yeah, I've, I've never really gotten that. It must have been kind of a nutty character from okay. oats. Um, oh. But, um, I mean, oats have a really lend mouthfeel, I think. Oh, yeah. And uh, haze forming uh, starches. I don't think they add a whole lot of flavor. Yeah. Uh, this one, this one had definitely had it. 
a hmm. um, couple of batches I tried. So I, I backed off on them a lot. Hmm. But uh, yeah, it yeah. could just be my taste, you know. I, I think uh, oats, wheat, base malt, fruity hops, um, and uh, you know. I think one of the most important things is that you get this darn thing to attenuate fully, right? Right. Yep. What's your mash? Now we haven't mentioned water. Your mash temperature is. Um, you know, I would go. I would go high. I'd go like one fifty-eight. Okay. I think uh, you know you can go less. The important thing is that you pitch enough yeast so it'll dry out and not leave behind like half fermented beer. That I yeah. think is wrong. Yeah, it shouldn't be sweet. It can have some some residual sweetness, but not uh, not under attenuated. There's there is a difference in in flavor. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, you know um, it, it really is an intriguing style, and I think it is a style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me tell you about uh, my good friends at AdamandEve.com. If you like style, they got style. They got all sorts of style. And if you use the offer code Jamel, J-A-M-I-L, at AdamandEve.com right now, you're going to get 50% off just about any one item in the store. They've got good pricing already. All you're going to pay is the 50% off of that one item. And then what they're going to give you is three free adult DVDs, an extra special gift, so sensual I can't mention what it is on the air, and free mm-hmm. shipping. Free shipping. That's usually where they get you. Am I right, Porno Steve? Yes. They always... They, 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 they bone they, you on they, the... They on bone the, you in that way, man. On the, the and not free, in the good on way. The shipping. <laughs> it's not a good boning. It's a very painful boning. So, yes. Right. Yes. Adam and Eve won't do that to you. They're going to give you free shipping. It's like very pleasurable boning. I'm just saying. Sensual boning. Sensual boning. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so you spend 50% of one item of your choosing. You're going to get the three DVDs. You're going to get the free extra gift and free shipping. Check it out, adamandeve.com. It's a great deal. If you haven't shopped there before, absolutely worth checking it out. Jamel, mm-hmm. J-A-M-I-L, at uh, adamandeve.com. Uh, everybody gets sensual every once in a while, and I think uh, it's going to happen. Use it. You should just take there, advantage of the deal. There is just take advantage. If of the you deal. don't it's think you, deal. if you don't think you could use something there, then you are just denying your humanness. Yep. Right. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll wrap up with New England IPA right after this. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture 
Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing, Recipes, Tales, and World-Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, they're amazing special issues like plans for building a brew. 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. to brew has never been so disgusting. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. Having a great time. Thanks to uh, Jeff Roach sending us some uh, great beers from uh, Trillium, and we're having a lot of fun with uh, checking out, uh, uh, you know, extremely hazy um, uh, New England style IPA and uh, given our our two bits on it, and you know what we think. What about you, Luis? Have you have you brewed uh, much uh, New England style IPA? I have, yeah. I have done a, probably a handful of those. Uh-huh. Um, actually, I have a one hazy pale ale fermented right now. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like five percent pale ale, mm. low bitterness, a lot of dry hopping. Yeah. Right. Well, what what do you think? What what do you feel makes the best uh, New England IPA? Give us give us your your take on recipe. Um, I think what I what I what we normally do is we use a, a decent amount of uh, wheat and a mm-hmm. decent amount of oats, mm-hmm. but then there you are, say decent amount. What what kind of percentage? Ten uh, twenty? Yeah, kind of like eighteen percent, twenty two percent of the mm-hmm. of the total of the grist. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what we use, and then like you were talking about uh, focusing on on hops that provide the citrusy, mm-hmm. fruity, and mm-hmm. we normally use like citra, yeah, uh, mosaic, mm-hmm. kind of those hops that provide yeah. the the nice fruity, real tropical, yeah. citrusy, yeah, yeah. Because you definitely don't want to get that kind of weird taste. Mm-hmm. I think there's too many things trying to fight on this type of beer, mm-hmm. and you don't want your hops to be fighting with. With the hazy and the and the juicy of the beer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Um, and yeah, and, and we were just talking about offline, talking about the carbonation, and I think that's one of the things that some breweries are missing is having a nice carbonation of the beer right. and, and just trying to keep that head 
on the beer even after five minutes that that you've been drinking the beer well and i think you know one of the things is uh carbonated up you know if if you don't have body you can't carry the carbonation you've got to have a really rich body to carry carbonation so um when when the body isn't there if your carbonation is higher it it seems very thin um so only uh, so one of the tricks when you don't have a lot of body like in a lot of um you know lower session beers or things like that you tend to go with lower carbonation it comes across as fuller when you have a lot of body you can really up your your carbonation and and still come across as full if you don't then it comes across as overly full or cloying so yeah you have to balance your mouthfeel your uh with your your carbonation All right yep and i've been using like playing with different yeasts like london tree like mm -hmm. vermont yeast mm -hmm. um california yeast mm -hmm. and even if you if you use the same process with all those yeasts you're going to get pretty much the same result because you're using oats and wheat so you're going to get a hazy beer right yeah so it doesn't have to be that much related to the to the yeast yeah i think i think you know the whole hop glycoside thing is you know you know it's the thing and i think um You know, people saying that, oh, well, you know, the hops are holding on to the oils and you're tasting that in the beer. And I, I just don't believe that because if you use those yeasts, they, they flocculate out really well. And um, I think, you know, the, the hop character that you're getting is really from the binding of the tannins and the, you know, the protein. I think that's that's one of the things. And then all the oils that exist Um, you know, one of the things about yeast is they'll take up oils and, you know, they'll drop out with those oils. I don't know. If you get a lot of yeast in beer, it, it, it's not a pleasant, uh, kind of beer. Yep. Hmm. I don't know. Um, so you think you'll be open at your brewery end of the year, beginning of 2018? Well, we got like... 20,000 things to do before we can decide on an opening day. <laughs> But we're trying to shoot like end of the year, early next year. Right. Um, we'll definitely announce once we have a day on social media. Okay. And um, the name of your brewery again is? Del Cielo. Del Cielo Brewing. Okay. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, just come to the building and see how, how hard we, we work. <laughs> Right there in the the heart of downtown Martinez. Yep. And um, it's a beautiful building. Yes. I, I like that building. I really liked it. I, I was just, uh, for what we wanted to do, I was worried about, uh, you know, uh, trucks coming in and loading docks and things like that. I was like, eh, I can't do it. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's not a small building, but it's a decent building mm -hmm. to to create a nice uh, brewery and be able to I agree have a nice um, like our capacity is going to be around 150 people mm -hmm. we're going to be able to distribute some, some of those beers too mm -hmm. yeah great I'm looking forward to coming down and, and giving it a try I'm sure a lot of listeners are as well uh, 
thank you all. Uh, I think it was a great show. I think um, still, I think we only scratched the surface of yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, and thank you very much, uh, Jeff, uh, uh, for providing the beers and. Um, uh, Luis, thanks for being in the studio. Yeah, thanks, Luis, for, for joining in. Thank and, you for inviting uh, me. Yeah, I, I had a good time. Drank a lot of beer, had a good time. I mean, you know, this is pretty much how my life works. It's time to take a, a lift or an Uber. Yeah, time for an Uber. Well, not <laughs> Uber. No more Uber for me. Lift. Nope. Which is nope. pretty much Uber drivers that have just moved over to, you know, have yeah. two two stickers in that's their okay. window instead of one. <laughs> the money goes to a better place, and that's saying nothing. Not a place. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, you know, if, if you enjoy this uh, stuff, make sure you uh, hit our sponsors up. Uh, you know, check out uh, Blickman Engineering. Check out uh, uh, the AHA, Great Fermentations, and uh, especially uh, AdamTheEve.com. Go check it out. Use the off code Jamil, J-A-M-I-L. Uh, if you don't like any of those things, check out the Brewing Network store, thebrewingnetwork.com slash store. There's lots of goodies in there. And when you buy those goodies, they all the profits go to the bottom line. The Brewing Network keeps shows like this on the air. Right now, they have um, uh, a window tent on sale. It is 50% off. It's got the Brewing Network logo on it. Oh, that's so cool. It is really cool. You, you put that up. Yeah, I mean, you know, it would be perfect for every brewery. Uh, bar, whatever. Uh, like I said, 50% off. It's limited quantities, but but check it out. Uh, beautiful window tint. Uh, bringnetwork.com slash store. So check that out uh, and jump on that sale before it's all gone. <laughs> Till then, Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong, everyone. <laughs>